BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Well, what's up, Herb? How's Herb? Herb I just time. seen Herb, actually. We got him or no? Yeah, I've seen I've seen, I've seen, seen Tom more than I've seen you, Jay. Yeah, uh, I've recently seen Herb at the gig, doing some television things. What do you mean? You know, representing... You've seen him folks. on TV or you've seen him in person? Yeah, I was at the studio. I was at I was at the studio seeing him in person to be on TV. <laughs> oh, okay. I was yeah, doing um, what was it? football night in Chicago. Yeah, that's great. I I, I, I love I, seeing my friends out here, you know, doing big things. I just saw Rick Camp doing the uh, side broadcast for the Bulls game. Herb's out here killing it, like. You know, obviously, this is this is a big time for football writers. So Jason's out here killing it. Like this is a good time for all my sports friends. I'm very very happy. I was at the gym the other day and I saw on the TV there that uh, Layla Rahimi was reporting on Northwestern Pro Day, and I'm I was thinking it's like like what you're saying, Tone. It's like our our little uh, you know House of L Mafia that we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's like the when you jump into this business and it's like, man, I don't know anybody. But if you just be a good person <laughs> and not a jerk, uh, there's a lot of friends to be had and a lot of lifelong, you know, relationships that you can have uh, with some really genuine people, some really funny and fun people. That it just when you and then when you see them grow and rise and you don't try and stifle their success by, you know, talking behind their back to like a boss or a person of influence. If you just constantly promote it, Hey, what do you think about that guy? Oh, he's the dopest. What are you talking like about? Like you said, just be a good person. Right. Just be <laughs> a good person. Like you can enjoy this business. And it's, I'm just, it just made my, my heart smile this week. Just seeing everybody succeed. That's what's up. I love hearing you say that, man. It was interesting for me. I mean, still being so new and in it, uh, coming in, not knowing what to expect in terms of any type of personal thing, having zero expectations or even even zero desires, right? And then uh, to click with Jason like right off the bat, and to establish a real friendship, and then uh, to continue to just build 
relationships off of that. Just genuine relationships with people that's just cool. Just being a good person that don't have nothing to do with nothing, no side agendas, none of that. It's just it's cool. And it's a little bit different than than what I expect. Well, again, I didn't really have no expectations, but it's just it's 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 nice. It's nice to have some of that around. I guess in any industry, but to, you know, it's it's cool to have that around. I, I've always known like Scoop Jackson, I've known since I was a kid. So he's just somebody I've always had a real close relationship with. Pick that name up, fam. What, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, Scoop, I, man, listen, Scoop is my man. Oh, Scoop Jackson, let me, let me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I dropped my papers. Let me. Pick nah, that up. I love yeah. Scoop. So, nah, 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 nah. But I'm saying that's still like the, some of the only people I really knew. You know what I'm saying? Other than uh, yeah. like the bigs, or whatever, and then you know, getting to know like Jason Golf or whatever, and that's like that. But Scoop, I knew since I was really in like fifth grade. I walked past his house every morning on the way to school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I didn't know what he did and then like that. He was just like the only dude around, only black dude around that was like up, like going to do some shit every morning. And <laughs> <laughs> so we walked past him at school and he would just always give me and my friends just a, a little bit of his time to say what's up, what y'all doing, stay out of trouble, that kind of stuff. He had this black Pathfinder truck that we thought was just the coldest thing we had ever seen at the time. Mm-hmm. And this dude was just cool enough to talk to us. And so uh that happened that was like that for just like years, just seeing him coming coming and going from school and then one day it was like reading slam saw his name at the bottom of a column i was like yo that's dude that we talk to every morning i was like <laughs> it was crazy it was crazy isn't so, it funny isn't it funny how like your destiny is used there's usually signs that led wow. to your your path things you could never know. control yeah things, things you could never have made happen for yourself yeah i think about mm-hmm. that all the time like just in my career, right, where I was on the sound team in eighth grade and I only did that just so I can get out of class. <laughs> like, at school, at church, my my uncle, uh, not my uncle, my cousin, used to play the saxophone and uh, he would record himself and he would have me listen to it during to make sure it doesn't, like, go off or, you know, if it's too loud or anything. I was, like, seven. Like just random stuff that like now I'm a producer and I edit audio for a career and produce content like just stuff like that. Just crazy things that happen in your life before, you know, you're on your path or you realize like I was really meant to do this. Yeah. (laughs) I went to I mean, I have a million examples of stuff like that in my life, in my personal life and professional life. But I went to. Tulane to do law and was doing the school newspaper, which they don't have, they didn't have a journalism program at the time. I don't know. I don't think they have one now. Uh, And the school paper was like once a week. This was not prestigious. This was like a club. This was like playing club rugby at college or whatever. Uh, I I was doing that as an extracurricular. I, I was doing that for fun, just as a side hobby, because I had been, doing freelance work since I was 17 covering high school sports for the daily Herald out in the suburbs. And I'd enjoyed that and just wanted to keep doing it. And in new Orleans they had, I mean, we, Tulane was a D one athletics program. You had the saints, the new Orleans Hornets had just moved there. There was going to be a lot of opportunity in a small market tone. I I doubt that this would fly with the bulls, but maybe, you know, in a small market, our school paper had season credentials for the Hornets and the saints, Mm. a college newspaper, at a school that didn't even have a journalism program. That doesn't even make sense. But I got to the end of that year and I thought, this is just, I enjoy this so much more than I'm ever going to enjoy law. Probably mm-hmm. never make the money in this that I can make in law, but this is, I, I'm going to like doing this and I'm going to mm-hmm. be happier. 
So I started looking at transferring. I was going to transfer to Mizzou. That's a top journalism program. It was cheaper. It was closer to my to home, so my parents were going to be happy about that. It all made sense. And I was set to go. I was set to transfer. I'd been accepted. They were they were even making some accommodations for me to catch up on some stuff because I had missed my first year. I'd been at a different school. And my grandfather was driving me back from New Orleans to Chicago for the summer. And he said, why don't we stop by Mizzou and you can check it out? You've never even been there. And I was like, I don't need to. It's This all makes sense on paper. And he's like, you, you need to... You need to at least set foot there. Why not? It's on the way. It's barely out of the way. Let's do it. I was like, all right. The second I got out of the car, Mm. the second my foot hit the pavement, I just had this deep sense of knowing that this was not it. Mm. There's no way. This is not it. Mm. And against all logic and practicality, Decided not to go there and instead to return back to Tulane to finish my degree in political science for the next three years, fully intending to do journalism. (laughs) None of this really adds up at great expense to everyone, including me, including me spending my summers working, clocking in at 6 a.m. to work in a factory to help pay for this. Mm -hmm. And that next semester was when I met my wife. Mm. Damn. And then I came here, Tone, in, you know, four or five years ago. And coming here, I didn't know anybody. I knew nobody in Chicago media. Because even though I'm from here, I had never lived here as an adult. I'd been gone since 18. Mm-hmm. So I knew nobody in the Chicago media. I knew of Lawrence from him being on the Steve Dahl show. You're like Simba. Which, where my dad's you left. A yeah, you're right. And you didn't come back until you were an adult. Yeah, except... Uh, it, it was all new uh, people at Pride Rock. Yeah. Simba and, Simba and Nyla are siblings. None of my old friends. But I was think I, I thought from afar, I'd never met Lawrence, didn't know him at all. I thought from afar, if there's anybody here that just based on what I see from them from afar or have heard them on the radio or see them on Twitter, if there's anyone here that is really going to get me, because Chicago is such a different market for this than Miami, it'd be Lawrence. I'm like, I hope, I hope I meet him at some point. Uh, and I was covering the Blackhawks, and he came up into the press box at a Blackhawks game totally unexpectedly and to meet me because his wife was a fan of Levitard's show. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, if you got to meet Jason Leisure. He's here in Chicago. Now. And I told him. I told him that, too. I'm like, you hey, probably did, too, Tony. You I were a fan, we, too, yes. It was just tough, man. The Blackhawks talk just doesn't I know. Fly. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And I mean, Herb, that's another one. I I took that job with some reservations Mm -hmm. because if you have kids, if you have a family, almost every job in sports media doesn't work for you. The only one that does is football. And I was covering football in Miami. I was covering the Dolphins. And now this opportunity, I was trying to get up here and there was this very good opportunity, but it was covering the Blackhawks. 82 thought, games. That's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, you're getting on a plane to Edmonton. <laughs> in Edmonton on a Thursday and then in, you know, Calgary on Friday or whatever. There's, there's some hockey teams that I didn't realize they were represent. Like, I didn't <laughs> I know a, a city that they represent. <laughs> I would love to I would love to name either the uh, the cities or the teams and uh, mm. the Canadian ones only and see if own, see how many he gets right. Like it's a 
Calgary. What is but that? I thought, Herb, I thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do this job for at bare minimum two years. Chicago is not a transient place. People don't usually leave good jobs in Chicago sports media. Mm-hmm. And I, I did it for half a season. I did it for four months. The day before the final game of that first season, so I'm four months into the job, uh, still bar- just barely like starting to catch on and understand how to cover a hockey beat. I get a call from the Sun-Times saying, hey, uh, we had an unexpected departure on the Bears beat. We would really love you to do it if you want to. We know it's not what you signed up for. We know you came here to take a different job. Yes, it is. But, but <laughs> we know you came up here because you just love hockey. And it's, it's right. And the travel schedule. <laughs> but if you – this was honestly how it was presented to me. I was at a White Sox game. I had – I was uh, – I had gone to shoot around that morning at the United Center, or uh, morning skate, which is like shoot around. And then I went to the White Sox home opener with my dad and some friends because uh, that's a tradition of theirs. And I hadn't gotten to do it for all these years when I was working and living in Miami. And going into the stadium, I got a call. I got this call saying, hey, we would love you to do it. You don't have to. We know it's not what you signed up for. We think this would be a, a perfect uh situation because you have spent so much time covering the NFL if we can just slide you over to that if you want to do it we would love to have you do it and since then that's what I've done up here and it's amazing um it, it was it was such a short time that we had to make that sacrifice of going to Calgary and Edmonton and wherever else <laughs> and the thing with Lawrence with coming here and not knowing anybody and then sort of being like you know welcomed into that family it does feel in a lot of ways like a family. There is this, like, I'm not super close with Layla Rahimi, but like Layla's, I know instinctively, I know Layla's part of that tree. Mm-hmm. So like if Layla asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you and Russ and, uh, you know, Herb Lawrence, anybody like that, anyone that's kind of part of that group, part of the uh, the Lawrence Holmes Avengers or whatever, <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got this like, I've got this kind of underlying loyalty to those people. Like I'm, I know that that's part of what comes with the territory here. Do you feel like that tone? Do you feel like, you know, you have this bond with anybody that's kind of part of that coaching tree? Yeah, uh, and it it helps because, uh, you know, I, I had to book a lot of these people and develop my own relationships with these people, um, you know, to to have it grow over time. And you know, they've helped me out, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, in terms of my production skills and my guest booking skills. So um, all of everybody has been a benefit to my life, uh, not just professionally, but personally, just getting a chance to meet all these people, uh, how they, you know, react, how they respond, how they live their lives. Like I've taken a piece of everybody that I've come in. Whoa, what a, yo, hold on. I've just, learned just, a lot from everybody that I've come in contact with. And I you, how do you ruin that. even your own moment? Right. <laughs> when you do that, you don't. You everybody don't get to keep, inside. No, you don't. No, you don't get to keep talking anymore. You don't get to keep talking when you do that to your own self. Uh, Look at this person, Jason. I just know that that's a good way. Like, that's just faith. You know what I mean? That's what faith is. It's, it's walking by, by faith and not by sight. And even when you don't necessarily know where that role ends and how it's going to wind, it it 
push you in the perfect place, man. So even if you came up to Chicago, like I'm gonna cover hockey, that ain't really what I want to do. And then you know, it's a very short time. Like just just be faithful for a very short time, and yeah, you'll land where you're supposed to be. So yeah, dope yeah. dope testimonies, fellas. Lawrence checked in on me by the way the other day. I I don't know if you guys can hear my voice is not a hundred percent. It's better, and hopefully it's tolerable. But it's not 100%. Lawrence checked in on me the other day, and as good of a friend as he is, I still suspect at least part of it was to make sure there wasn't going to be another Tony Gill-driven episode. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't know how much time you spent on, you know, the and oh shit shit. like (laughs) so i don't think we need to keep doing shows like that i appreciate the effort tone i appreciate how hard you tried after that episode lawrence went on twitter and said he's giving me the keys to house of Vale when he dies so yeah, that, that's not exactly what he conveyed to me when he was checking in to see if I was feeling better. <laughs> Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. Russ Dorsey is out. We are we just are in a tumultuous stretch here on Sports Adjacent. But Russ is out because he's covering spring training for Bally's out in, in Arizona. And I believe he'll be back next week. I think we're going to have the whole show back together again next week after this unplanned stretch where we haven't had all of us together for three episodes, I think. Uh, Herb Howard from The Bigs is sitting in for Russ Dorsey. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to hang out with y'all. What's going on? Friend of the show, longtime longtime favorite guest co-host. We always get tone really good reactions, and I get a lot of texts and tweets from people when we have Herb Howard and Dion Miller on the show. Hmm. Well, yeah, it makes sense. It makes everybody sense. likes those two. Everybody loves Dion, and then I, I assume the, the sultry dope. voice of a uh, strong black man is like, Ooh, <laughs> "What is that? What is that over my ears?" No, what's his name? Herb Herb Howard. No. Mm, where 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 can I follow him on Twitter? Where's yeah, his may, Instagrams? Maybe that is part of the appeal. But here here's what I have always liked about Herb Howard. He is smart. He is really really bleeping smart. And really, really funny. And that combination works for me with anybody. Like, that will always be somebody that I'm drawn to. And that, that, that to me, is why you're really good at all of the media stuff that you do. Mm, mm. I received that, and I appreciate that. Uh, I, I definitely received that. I definitely appreciate it. And so I'll try to be smart and, and a little funny today. We'll see, we'll see what we come up with. <laughs> That's a lot of buildup. Yeah, now you got to live up to that. Right. You know what I mean? Tony Gill producing back in his normal chair. Tony hosted the show last week, Herb. Russ was out for spring training last week, and I was out because my, I lost my voice, and we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah, Ursula took it. Losing your voice is a big problem when you host a podcast. It could be a challenge. There's some things you can still do when you have lost your voice. Like, I still wrote for the newspaper. That was mm-hmm. fine. But I was not on Lawrence's show, and I was not on this at all. But uh, Tony Gill, our producer, is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Yeah. You can use our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. And, man, if you use it, it you TG, will. TG, feel me? No. 
Don't see yeah, this. I, okay. <laughs> yes. They sponsor you. Money they sponsor you, but you, you need to let me do the ad read without confusing people. Like okay. you need to don't don't mix up don't mix people up on the name of the company. I'm just saying the website, the promo code, the deal, like the basics of the ad. You gotta leave. <laughs> And then do your blow a back out volume three, whatever you do. <laughs> wow. That's the name of the mixtape. Drop it. Or March, talk about all your, your weird analogies about March 24th. How... No sellers. Stop. <laughs> Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. You can use our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. And that's going to get you 23% off everything. You guys had such a good show last week, Tony, you and Ken and Herb Lawrence. And the part of it I loved the most was you guys talking about the panic the crisis of your fitted sheet coming off the mattress in the oh, night yeah and i would say even the top sheet if it comes loose i keep that tucked in and if that comes loose it's like it, it's it feels too weird it's like having your clothes on backwards or and and that feeling when your foot hits the bare mattress oh, it's just oh, i don't oh. like it in, i don't like it in my own oh. bed i don't oh. like it in my own bed on my own mattress let alone in a hotel or something like that you're not going to have that problem happen, though, with Sheets and Giggles. Of all the things I love about Sheets and Giggles, and they are the silkiest, smoothest, most comfortable sheets, 100% eucalyptus, keep you cool. Uh, Tony keeps waiting for them to make underwear, and, and he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way these things go on the bed is perfect. Like, the fitted sheet is a little bit oversized, so it's not that struggle of trying to, like, get one corner and then get the other corner. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get 23% off. Use promo code SPORTS. It's the first word of our show, so you should be able to remember it. Promo code SPORTS, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get 23% off. Sports Adjacent is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. Probably the app is what you're going to want out of those two, but either one works. And uh, they've got this new offer where your first bet will be repaid in future betting credits up to $1,000 if you don't win. And if you've been taking Tony Gill's advice of uh, betting against the Bulls on the money line, you probably have been doing a lot of winning. Yes. And hopefully you've been doing it at BetMGM. But you can bet on the college basketball tournament. Uh, you can bet on... You know, futures, you can bet on baseball coming up, the NBA, they, uh, NBA and hockey playoffs both coming up. Uh, use our promo code ADJACENT1000 to get that offer where if you don't win your first bet, they will repay it in future betting credits up to $1,000 at BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, I want to talk about what it was like Losing my voice because that's never happened to me. Has that ever happened to either of you guys? Yeah, yeah, no. not like in totality, <laughs> not like in totality. But I have lost my voice before to where I couldn't project or I couldn't speak or the sound was like extremely distorted. Um, and it's just weird because I've always talked. Just that's what I do for a living. So whether it's hosting live shows or talk radio or whatever it is, um, not being able to talk was inconvenient. And so uh, I don't even remember how I lost it either. I don't feel like it was like at a specific event. I'm just, yeah, I don't think it was like just too much over a short period of time. And then it just, I woke up and I didn't have it. And then what did you do though? Like, cause that creates a lot of awkwardness in your interactions with other people. Yeah, it does. And for, for like, probably for the first half of that day, I just was trying to like get it back. I was like a, a 
like an itchy throat type thing. You just <clears throat> all day, like it'll come, it'll come. And it'll, I'll be able to catch it for a couple of seconds and it'll just go away. And then by midday, it was just completely gone. I was just reduced to that <sighs> whisper type thing. And it was like that for a few days. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. It was like it was, you just have to try to explain it to people when they were trying to talk to you and they're used to them being able to talk. It's like, yeah, I can't come do talk radio or I can't. I got to scratch this hosting gig and I, like, I can't do it. And so people were like, why not? I, like, I lost my voice. So I just started drinking like warm tea and stuff like that. And probably took, you know, two, two and a half days before it came back to some semblance of normalcy. It took me way too long. And my voice is still not totally normal. It's good enough. I don't have like full range. I can't get my voice. And the only time this comes into play is when I'm playing with my kids and doing voices and stuff. Like I can't get my voice really high. And I also can't get my voice that low. But if I stay right about here in the middle, I can do it. This happened to me while I was in Indianapolis covering the the combine. Mm. And then so I missed these prospects gave it to you. You're trying to talk to 100 people. Mm-hmm. So many people. All those executives uh, that don't wash their hands. I don't think that's quite it, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> you're there to do a lot of interviews. The Combine, for those who don't know, you you know what it is probably, but you go there and there's like interviews and workouts and stuff, like quarterback throwing and whatever, but mostly press conferences with the top however many prospects early in the morning. And then you write. And then the idea is you're out and about in Indianapolis uh, at night because Indianapolis is perfect for this kind of thing. All the years they've talked about moving the combine to like probably more desirable cities to visit. I've always hoped they wouldn't because Indianapolis is really set up well for something like this or a, a great city to go to on a business trip because of how convenient it is. But there's all the restaurants and bars in downtown are really like all in the same area. So you will accidentally run into agents and executives if you're out to dinner at any of these places. You also have relationships with some of these people, and you so you can, that's a great time to talk to them off the record and get other information. Also, it's a big national event, and I've been doing this long enough that I have a lot of friends in different places, and I see them at stuff like this. I see them at the owners' meetings, the senior, I see them at the off-season events usually, the, the Super Bowl, the Senior Bowl, things like that. So, in all of these situations, the common thread is being able to talk. You're wanting to talk to, you're wanting to interview, you know, CJ Stroud or Jalen Carter or who, or Will Anderson or whoever. You're wanting to be able to talk to agents and executives and have conversations that are helpful to you and informative to you. And you're wanting to talk to friends that you don't see very often. I was not able to do any of this the time I was there. So I got there and day one, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are talking, and I'm, I have a touch of a cold, just a little bit of a cold. You couldn't hear it in my voice, no issues. We recorded a podcast for the Sun-Times with Ryan Poles, and I was listening to it later, and I'm like, my voice sounds great. And so I finished work. I was going to like take it easy that night, just you know, eat in the room, whatever, get a workout. I went for a run that night, but my voice kept going downhill. And this is on a Tuesday, so this is like mm. the day before we're supposed to record our podcast here at Sports Adjacent. We do these on Wednesday nights usually. And like Tuesday night, I'm like, this, I've eaten dinner. I've gone for a run. I feel good, but my voice is not there. And I think I sent you a clip of it, Tone. Do you have a clip to play what my voice sounded like th- that day? I sent you like a sample. Mm-hmm. Well, usually when 
someone who's hosting his podcast as their producer if they have something to play. They want him to oh, play. Oh, I it. thought this was theater of the mind where I will add it in post. Well, <sighs> it would be better if Herb Howard could hear it now. So you're telling me that's the plan is to add it in post? Yeah, hold on. Maybe I can pull it up from the TV. <laughs> hey, I love y'all so much, man. Why? Y'all, y'all dynamic Why? is hilarious. It's, Why? It's, it's just hilarious. The self-proclaimed littest producer in the game. And it's like, <laughs> hey, hey, Tone, uh, do you have this clip to play? Yes. Um, so so pl- play it then. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. Darn right. It's better than yours. I can teach you. But I have to charge. That's your voice? That's what it sounded like. That's what, what you sounded like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? That was sometime around then. I, it was. That's what I was working with. You can't do anything with that. No. You can't host a podcast with that. You so can't my, even walk up to people and say hello with that. You'd scare them. Like, get away from yeah, me. Yes. So, Herb, <laughs> I, start, I start losing my voice Tuesday night. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. So I text Russ and Tony. I'm like, hey, I don't know what this is. This never happened to me before. But this doesn't look good for tomorrow. We'll see. And Russ was like, we're not even messing around with that. We're getting someone else. And he got Barry Rosner, and they did a really great episode, really funny episode, if you haven't heard it. Um, but then the entire next day, I, w- I was out sick. I had a stomach bug. I spent the entire next day. I haven't been this sick on the road other than the time I had to get my appendix out. I spent the entire next day throwing up in my hotel room. Oh, damn. Which... That apparently wiped out whatever was left. Of you my got a beard? Right. What is that? You got a beard. I don't. I'm. I don't know that term. COVID. Oh, you think I had COVID? Yeah, I mean, well, COVID. COVID doesn't make you throw up. I don't think, Tone. Oh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't but know. But I'm all a the very symptoms. like any. I don't want to get too far into this, but I'm a very loud and violent. Grower uh, upper? Yes. So, like, the last time it happened in my house, my kids thought I was screaming at them. Because <laughs> they're in the basement and I was in the bathroom having this problem. We have it's, that it's, recording. It's, it's like a right. roar. It, 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 anytime I throw, it's like a roar. And so that probably wiped out whatever I had left. So that sounds I, violent. I, I, it was. It was horrible. <laughs> I started feeling a little better the next day, but that first day, I I don't know if I could have made it down the hall to the elevator. Mm. Fortunately, I was there covering the combine with Patrick Finley, and Patrick went to CVS or Walgreens or wherever and got me some stuff because I don't think I I don't think I could have made it to the end of the hallway, let alone to go get in a lift and go pick up stuff that I needed. Finley, who I affectionately refer to as your as your work wife. I don't think it's so affectionate to him when you say that. I don't think he loves that. I, I'm, I'm, he, he probably does. I don't remember what happened. I don't know if he loves that characterization. But to your point, that's what he did in Indianapolis. He did exactly what my regular wife would have done. I don't uh, remember what happened in the media room at Hallis Hall one day this past season. But it, it was something going on. And whatever you needed, he, he provided. I was like, look at your work wife. just showing up all the time. <laughs> it's a good partnership. It really is. Um, I don't think I ever lost my, I didn't ever lose my voice to the point where I just could not get any sound out, but it got to a point where it sounded as bad as the clip Tony just played. So it was very hard to hear. 
or I could whisper and I could pretty much whisper consistently, but that's a weird way to talk to people. And the combination of either of those things was only going to make my voice worse. So what I needed to do to get this to come back was just completely shut it down. And I, I don't know how you're supposed to navigate this. I don't know what the best way to do this is between, you know, going to work and uh, getting in a lift to go to the airport and navigating the airport, all the stuff when you can't talk. But what I chose to do, you guys can tell me if you think this was a good idea or not. Carry a little whiteboard around. <laughs> I, I wrote, well, I did bring a notepad around, yes. But I wrote down, like, in clear capital letters on a small piece of paper, uh, hi, I lost my voice. Thank you for your patience. And I, and I would show it to people, like the gate agent or the Lyft oh. driver. And it just created so many awkward situations. But I don't know what else I could have done. I couldn't talk very effectively with anybody. So, so I would say about... About half the people were totally cool and understood and got it. And about 48% of the people 48. treated me like I was like I like I was deaf. Like people would try to do body language, like improvised um, sign language or even I think I think one guy, I don't know sign language, but it looked like real sign language is how he's trying to communicate to me. And then the other two trying to see what set you was on. (laughs) What block you from? What your grandma was You think that's what happened at 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 the airport at Indianapolis Airport? And then the other two percent were like, "Oh, you had a hard week partying, huh?" And I'm like, "No, not at all." So, Jason, you are just but the the people that wouldn't like it was amazing, Herb. The people that wouldn't talk to me once I communicated (laughs) to them that I couldn't. I'm in my head. I'm like. No, no, still you can, yeah, and you can still talk. So it's like, I, I can't talk, but you still can, and I can hear. That's funny. That's funny. But Jason, you you are like you like the most considerate person. Like definitely like top five considerate people that I know. And so I think that you just like you can do all those things without talking to anybody. I, you don't have to say a word to your Uber driver. Right. You can literally put it in the phone. Don't talk to me. Right? You can. There's an option for that. You can do that. You don't have to talk to, to, to the ticket agent at the airport. You don't have to talk to TSA. What you have to do is present a valid identification and a boarding pass. You are right. My fear was that people would think I was being rude to them. I know. That's, my, that's what I'm saying. My, You're the most considerate person ever. I didn't want them to feel like they'd been mistreated. My friends all knew because I can text my friends. I can text Finley and Adam Beasley and Joe Shad and all these other people. Campbell, I can text these people like, hey, I, I lost my voice. So when I see you tomorrow, I can't talk. But these strangers that, you know, drive for Lyft or work at the airport, I I have no way to communicate to them that I'm I'm not being rude to you. I just can't talk. I'm not being rude for you. I'm going to trade you money for a lift and we don't have to talk about it. Like I'm going to put my bags in the back. I'm going to carry it with me and then I'll get out and I'm going to go in here and I'm going to stand in this line. And I'm going to say, here's my ID. That's me. Ticket go through. You don't have to talk to these people, Jason. You're like, you're over considerate. I showed when I hopped in the lift to go from downtown Indy to the airport on the last day, I showed the driver this sign that I, this little <laughs> note that I'd made. And he's like, I can't talk. And he goes, oh, okay. And then I get in the car 
And he asks me 12 questions, Herb, on the drive to the airport. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Nobody else is considerate. You told him, I can't talk. He still doesn't consider did you, you at all. Did, you considered you him this morning before you left your room. No. Did you request that? I mean, you can add that. I note. don't know how to. Like, I know hey, that you can do that, but I, I've never done that. I wouldn't do that. You should. That does. That feels so in like like disrespectful Easy? to another person. Simple. Just do your job, no. man. We look, don't have to look, talk about this. No, if you're no, driving, no, no. if you're driving I'm, my lift, you can talk to me, and I will talk to you, and that's I, fine. I if you, am or never, if you want to drive in silence, that's fine too. But if you, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm a human being. You're a human being. If you want to talk to me, it's okay. No. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to this. I don't need another lift or Uber driver to say not a word to me because Why? they are the worst drivers. Of all time, <laughs> that is I, that. There's some truth so to that. Bad. They well, are because so, they're just like us. Focus on driving and keeping right. me alive. All but right, that's, but they're not professional. I had a so guy today they that drive that, as well as we would. They work at they work in HR during the day and then drive for Lyft at night, don't making do a little extra money. Then don't drive for okay. Income. Then okay, Tone. <laughs> then you can start paying taxis again, you're, which you're, is horrible. They, they're because you can't you can't get them. My life and. If you call for a taxi, like actually call into dispatch, mm-hmm. like oh. the, the like the Spurs Stadium, uh, the Spurs Arena is way out in like way east of the city, I believe it is. It's way outside of the city of San Antonio. There's not cabs driving past that place. It's not like Dallas or, or Miami or anything like that, like where it's right in the heart of downtown. So pre-Lyft and Uber, when I'd cover a game in San Antonio, if it's late at night, you're coming out of there at, what, one in the morning after covering a game? You call dispatch. For a cab, you have no idea if that's coming. You have no idea if the cab that pulls up is yours or someone else's. You want to go back to that life, and it's you know more you, expensive. You, you want know to go what back you to didn't that do with cab over drivers the fact, over the fact that the Lyft drivers have to use Google Maps to get around, just like I would. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, nah. Cab drivers never talk to you. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. did not talk just, to you. I just need them to drive safely. I had a guy pla- today blew past the stop sign. Snuck out in traffic trying to make a left turn. Just just kept going. Just kept easing up in the traffic. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Stop the car. Like, oh, man, changing lanes out of nowhere. Like, they need some quality control or something. I don't it's, think it's them talking to, really to you bad. is making that worse. They need to not talk to me so they can focus. I would rather them be talking to me than talking on their phone or texting or something. That's true. Now, there's a lot of that. I see a lot of... Have their earpiece going the whole time, just talking to somebody, (laughs) fully engaged in the conversation. Like, who are you talking to? That's a turn. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Consider it, Jason. My kids enjoyed that I had... I had no voice. I, I probably went like four days without really talking. And my kids thought it was like a funny game. And... It, oh, amazing thing. What'd you say? How to make dad mad. So, cause you know, he's not going to yell at you. I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit of that. My, what, what amazing thing about my wife is that she could understand everything I signaled with my oh, hands, yeah. even oh, like, yeah. even like multi-layered thoughts. And we've been married for 17 years. And but it's she like, knows you better than you do. It, it's uncanny. Cause it's like, have you ever seen the little kids, uh, cartoon, uh, version of, Curious George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on PBS. Like you have, yeah. you have nephews and nieces or mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Curious George just talks in like monkey talk and the yeah. man in the yellow hat understands everything he Gets says. It. <laughs> we don't we don't as the audience, but the man in the yellow hat always understands. That's what it was like with me and my wife. 
Like, I would just make, you know, gibberish hand signals, and she'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll get that for you tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Right, right. Completely in-depth answers. <laughs> Incredible talent that that we've always kind of, like, played around with. Like, if I've got mouthwash in, I'll... Yeah. I'll like mm-hmm. I'll like try to signal something and see if she can get it, like just kind of for laughs. You know, this is the the exciting stuff that we do in our life. Seventeen years into marriage, mm-hmm. but I thought this will never come in handy. This is like it's amazing how good she is at this, but it, this is not a useful skill until it was. Yeah, yeah, and it's a useful skill all the time. You just don't really notice it until those extreme points. Like I like I literally can't talk, but being able to read each other's mind, being able to communicate with those nonverbals is essential. Having a life partner is like. That's like top tier stuff, man. It is great. We need to figure out how we can use that. Maybe we can signal stuff like that the kids don't get because they didn't understand me nearly as well as she did. The kids probably understood about 40% of what I would try to convey with hand signals. And she (laughs) understood probably like 95%. It was amazing. But anyway, so how it affected our show here, Sports Adjacent, was I've missed the last three episodes. Three episodes ago, I was out because... I had to be. Actually, I think that was when you guys had Barry Rosner. I was out because I had a, a previous commitment that was going to keep me out for one week. And then I went to Indiana. I took my microphone. I took all my stuff to Indianapolis, totally planning on doing the show from there, and had no voice. And after that first day or two of being sick, I was totally back to normal. I've been eating normal, going to the gym, doing my work for the Sun-Times, but still, the following Wednesday still had no voice. Dang. So I had, so I had these, I had these, I had one scheduled absence and then two unplanned absences. And and when that happens, you end up going three weeks without a show. And so last week, and we try to do a show every week, no matter what. Sometimes we'll do we'll do a best of, but even that, Tony and I spend a lot of time on that, or Tony and Russell spend a lot of time on that, and we'll kind of uh, narrate it. Like as a, as new yeah, content, yeah. So like mm-hmm. we still sit and talk and plan a little bit for those. We know people. Are, we know people are expecting a new show every Friday morning. So uh, they got Barry Rosner the week I had a scheduled absence. They got Lawrence to come in, right? Tone the the on the short notice when I mm-hmm. had lost my voice, and then last week no Russ because of travel. And no me, because I didn't have a choice. There's nothing I could do. You can hear it in my voice right now. It's almost like my voice is cracking. Like yeah, I'm, it's still under there. You can still hear it under there. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm 13 again. <laughs> it was not possible to do a show last week for me. So I'm like, what do we do here? We either we either bring in replacements for me and Russ, like two people that have probably right. never worked together that'll come right. in and, and do it. Or maybe we let Tony take over the show. And Tony liked that idea a lot. And so he did. And he brought in uh, he brought in Ken Davis and Herb Lawrence. Those guys were both really funny. Ken Davis has been on the show before. That yeah, guy, to Katie. I like Katie. That yeah. guy cracks me up. And Herb played Herb played kind of like a like a like more of a niche role. I feel like on that episode. Mm-hmm. But when he did drop in, like when he took his shots, he hit him. He was hilarious too. <laughs> I love. I mean, he don't, he don't want to let us down. The hey, seventeen, you can't conversation Whoa. he did that <laughs> that was <Whoa>. me <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna leave that alone like what's jalen carter doing jalen carter and ryan poles 
have a backroom deal for him to fall to nine <laughs> and he's executing it flawlessly. Okay. He's gaining weight. He's stumbling through the bags at his own pro day. It's like, you know, like, dude, knock it off. Okay. You can, you gaining nine pounds does not cause you to forget how to hand smack bags as a all American D lineman at back to back national championship, Georgia, like knock it off, man. Like, <laughs> That's that dude was costing him. himself a lot of money. That's going to cost him more than his legal situation. And I don't say that flippantly or like that that's right. But the way the NFL works. Yeah, two misdemeanors. Yeah. That that pro day is going to be the bigger problem with teams out of the two. Teams will rationalize their way through his legal situation, whatever it ends up being. I mean, they've they've done it. You've seen it a million times. That That pro day is going to be the red flag. Yeah, the legal troubles that that's Hall of Fame behavior. Like as soon, I'm like drafting number one at that point. Like you know what I mean? That's Hall of Fame behavior in in terms of the the drag racing and whatnot. But that pro day was bad, man, because you're not you're not focused on the task at hand. Either you're letting your off the field issues be such a huge distraction that you can't show up to work, which is what it's like to be a professional. Like you gonna have to show up even when stuff is going on and. He did not show up at all, and he's sliding down that board, and he's going to cost himself a lot of money in his contract, a lot of money in endorsements. That was probably going to happen anyway with the off-the-field stuff, but now he's costing himself with his on-field performance, and it's, it's not good. It's not good for the kid, but I, I still like what I've seen on tape from him, and so if he falls to nine, I'd still consider it. The entire league was there, literally. All 32 teams were at Georgia Pro Day this week to see him. And other guys that they have. Yeah, I mean, they got what four, him as the five first rounders. Like, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. Uh, first of all, the, all the, the field stuff the is absolutely tragic. Uh, the Bears took everyone from Hallis Hall except like the janitor. Right. I mean, the the Bears had a full delegation down there. They had a lot of people. coaches down there. They got a ta- they got an offensive tackle. They got a defensive tackle. Right. So there's a lot of people. They got an edge rusher. There's a lot of people for the Bears to be interested in, considering where they are and what they need. So makes sense they would bring everybody. Need a lot of eyes on a lot of people at that Georgia Pro Day. Have you guys ever showed up to a job or like ready to be fired or trying to get fired or <laughs> like just fully intent to just be okay with whatever circumstances befall you? No, I don't think I've ever packed it in like that, but. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you have. Oh, I have. <laughs> okay. So, like, I was doing uh, radio part time, but I, that was my dream. That's what I wanted to do full time. So, but I also, you know, had to eat. So I had to work another part time job uh, at a law firm. This and, job, the job yeah. at the law firm, is the one that you were like, eh, fire mm-hmm. me, whatever. Yeah. Tone. Yeah. I Tone. just come on. Man. I hated that job so much. What they, they call it? Man. Quiet quitting. <laughs> Fam, I was Tony, quiet Tony quitting invented all it without over even knowing. You know right. what, man? You know? How old were you? How old were you at that time? I was uh, twenty-four. Mm-hmm. And, hey, and 20, living at and living at home. I was. That was I the was. problem. That was the twenty-four pro- living at home was. and quiet quitting. Yep. If, if I asked your dad, he would say that was the problem. <laughs> I mean, absolute like, safety net man I was your next meal so did not just, depend on making this work and that was I, the problem I was, I was so ready to and it wasn't like you know it, it was a job that's all it was right like it was essentially serving the lawyers and i'm like fam i don't care how i place your fork on your plate fam i just i just don't 
have here, the energy here, take to care. I'm like, fam, just grab the fork. It don't matter how I place it. Here, it's food. Eat it. Like, <sighs> That's not I, my salad fork, Tony. I was just so done with it. I was, and I will only, I will only speak when spoken to. I did not talk to anybody. It was, I didn't want to be there. I just did not want to be there. It was not my dream. It was, it was not what was what God had for me. So I'm like, why am I? So Every day you'd leave like, damn it, I made it through another one? <laughs> and they wouldn't fire me. And that was a mess up. They would not fire me. You know, I, I, I tried to quit. And then they were like, no, just take a sabbatical. I was like, fam, I'm trying to quit. <laughs> just take a sabbatical. Imagine that. Like, he, gave, like, he told me he told me be, to reassess, take three months. That's crazy. Oh, wow. For you. For you. For you. For you. Like, like, if, are you if, serious? If Russ came to me about this show and was like, hey, I think I, I think I just, it's too much. I got to quit. I would try to save him as part of the show by offering that. I say, hey, <laughs> hold on, buddy, don't quit. You're, you're the other half of this. I need you. Take a sabbatical. We did that with you. Here. Why, why would they have done that at this law firm? Why did they need, why did they need you so bad with, when you're out there giving no effort on anything? Here's the thing. Throwing forks at people. Hold on, Tone. Hold on. Hold on. Before you do anything rash, we can't imagine this place without you. How about a sabbatical? How about you go find yourself for a few months, and then, and then we'll be so happy to have you back because no one else can shred papers like you. And here's the other weird thing too. No. So the law firm, we were outsourced by the law firm to do all this stuff. The law firm was going to take over itself and like keep pay either pay people or hire their own people. They offered me the, a full time position. I'm like, fam, <laughs> leave me alone. I do not want to be here. What are y'all like? Stop it. <laughs> I've oh never been God. more frustrated wanting to leave a job. And couldn't. And couldn't do nothing to get fired. Let me go. Closest I've come to something coming. like that. Like every job I've ever taken was to get money. Because I, I needed slash wanted it. Like even back when I was 15, I wanted to have some cash. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard, I had friends that were making money at the local country club. They said caddying for golf. So I thought, hey, all right. I mean, it's outside. It sounds like it's good money. And pretty much any amount of money is good money when you're 15. And uh, so I went into it with good intentions. I wasn't like, you know, hoping to get fired with poor effort from day one. But day one was also my last day there. I did that for one day. It was not good. I did not make much money. And I was like, yep, not coming back to this ever. (laughs) I, I thought like the tips would be good at like a country club for caddying and stuff like that. No. All right, so I am not endorsing this um, philosophy. Okay. But but at that time, I don't know if this is still the case at that country club. At that time, a particular day of the week was Ladies' Day for golf. And the country club paid you more to caddy those days because they said women don't tip or don't tip much. Oh, okay. And they, and they said... The country club. They said, said, right? That they have extra clubs. Like they will have more clubs than what's allowed. So the bags are heavier and all that stuff. Uh, And I will say in my one experience caddying that both of those things proved true. Heavier bags, lighter wallets. Yes. 
<laughs> come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. Come, I, Help the caddies out. No, just come on that one lady that one day. I am not making this my uh, blanket opinion on women. Per that particular club, come on those ladies on that day of the week. So I didn't get fired, but I just never went back. I think the shortest job I had, I worked at McDonald's when I was in college. And I don't know. Was, I, I, maybe I did it for two weeks. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't even know if you made it. The full I don't know weeks. that I'm, I don't know that I made it the full two weeks. I know. I remember going there <laughs> and doing it. And I was before like, before the necessary required two weeks notice. <laughs> yo, this, oh yeah. There was no notice. There was just like, I'm, you, you I'm you not going there the, anymore. You would have turned the two week notice in with your job application. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was it was terrible. I didn't I didn't like anything about it, like nothing about it. I, I hated it all, and I was like, oh yeah, this is terrible. And then either I made it through the two weeks or whatever, or I didn't. Either way, I got this check, and it was like whatever I was expecting it to be. It was like half of that at least, and I wasn't even expecting <laughs> it to be much, right? You so if I, was expe- if I was expecting like two, it might have been like one. It was like. Like, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. Like, I can't. Nope. Mm-mm, nope. 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 I'd rather be unhoused. No, thank you. Now, did you did you quit or, like officially or did you just Why ghost you quit? I just ghosted. I just never went back. Like, just didn't, <laughs> like just didn't, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I was on the schedule that day. I know I didn't call anybody and say, hey, I'm not coming. You know, you got to get somebody else to drop those fries. I, I, it, I wasn't I wasn't coming. I wasn't coming. I didn't like it. I did. I, I'm a like I'm a fan of the ghost. No, I, I'm a fan of ghost. Anything. It's, it's funny. I'm 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 always I'm Old always for the ghost, for the ghost. unless unless there's like some need for you know a continuing relationship or even just a possibility for an ongoing relationship. You know what I mean? Like we're in an industry now where it's like it's not it doesn't behoove anybody to ghost anybody in this particular industry. We may cross paths again later. Who was I gonna cross paths with again? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go to the next McDonald's. Like I hate the McDonald's. I'm not gonna happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro ghost in most situations. I'm pro ghost in personal relationships too. Oh wow, that one. That, one. that is my yeah, favorite way. That is my favorite way to leave a uh, party or get together, or uh, what's the new word I learned for that? Kick, a kickback. Kickback, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at Jason. It's not a new word though, Jason. Jeez. No, no, it was a new word for me. I think on this right. show. I think I learned that on this show like last year. I, I, uh... But 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 my wife will never let me. Like I remember so many times like we'd be at some get together when we lived in Miami and we'd be like, "Okay, look, we're going to go now." And we were still there 20 or 30 minutes later. Oh, your wife's would... like that's like black behavior. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You go to you go to like a black family function, leaving is a 45-minute process. <laughs> Right? It, it is for my wife as well, and that's why I would like to just, you know, just just duck out. And no, I think you did that at my wedding. Fifteen minutes later, everyone would be like, "Is Jason still around?" I don't think so. Well, he must have left. Nobody's going to be upset about that, are they? No one's going to have feelings hurt over that. I think you did that at my wedding. I don't think you said bye to us, Tony. If you had a wedding with how many hundreds of people there? <laughs> but I, I was looking for my friend, and I might have. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. But there's no way you would remember. 
You think that's something you're going to remember from your wedding? You're like, I remember yes. Jason came by and said, see you on his way yes. out the door. Yes, because we usually hug and embrace. Wow. We probably did like five like, other times and, that and day. It's like a, we a were very, together for the entire day. The wedding started in, at like two in the afternoon. A very intimate hug, like nipple to nipple hug. hug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I, I need that. The description. I need so that. the same guy who is completely uncomfortable not having a random dialogue with his Uber driver is perfectly fine ghosting his friends at an intimate event to just leave. <laughs> like, that's, that's true. Now we're doing therapy here. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's an interesting I, dichotomy. Like, I think I think it's because the goodbyes are like empty. It's like there's no content to the goodbye. There's a lot of content that oh it's hey, raining out here again. You know we, how upset we talk. <laughs> we can we can have a bunch of like you know good conversation throughout the evening, but when we're at the end, it's like I'm leaving and uh, you probably are ready for me and everyone else to leave at this point. Hey man, tomorrow's not promised. You know, I like to wow. just do. I, I'd like to either just duck out or just do one blanket like see you, everybody and then walk out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I usually tell, I usually go through, I mean, it depends on what, what the event is and who I'll usually find the host, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm out of here. Catch y'all later. I don't need to go around the room, shake everybody's hand and say goodbye. I don't need to do that. Unless um, it's a family's house. Cause then you're going to have beef next time. Yeah. So if it's family's house, right. Mm-hmm. I, I may be more pro ghost like with Jason on that because of what you said. If I go in the house, say like we're like chilling in the backyard, we're playing spades or we're having a drink or whatever, and I'm ready to go. I may just walk around the side of the house and go because if I go in the house, that's, that's another 30 minutes. It's another 30 minutes. And then somebody may ask me to do something that I can't say no to, <laughs> right? Maybe an aunt or an uncle like, hey, can you go grab this or can you do that? Can you set? It's like, oh, I was I was almost out of here. So I just, I'll just forget that part. I'll just go around the side on a, on a family event sometimes. Just depends. I, I do that at home. I ghost the day. I ghost to the end of the day. <laughs> I just like slip off and the next and the next thing my wife knows when she's looking for me to take care of the dishwasher or whatever, I just where's Jason? Oh, he's in bed already. Uh, <laughs> the, the worst thing I can do is be like, hey, I'm going to bed. Because then it'll be like, wait, before you do. Before you do, <laughs> let's knock out these few things. Yeah. I gotta I wait till a- I gotta wait till she's out of the bedroom and I have a, a clear path to the bedroom. I mean, just and slip can, in there. Yeah, that's how I sneak off with that's how I ghost the day and ghost all my uh, chores at the end. nighttime duties. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, a coworker ghost work um, where he came in to work. I don't think he was happy about being there. So it was that well, I was working at White Castle, and uh, <laughs> where, where you probably put in far better effort than you ever did at the law firm. Agree. It was my first job. It was my first job. I so much passion. So much passion <laughs> at White Castle. The uh, thrill. So, Listen to him, Herb. My first job, like all this pride in making right, money from right. the law firm. Not so much. Years later, he gets an <laughs> yeah, office no. job at a law firm. And he's like, I, I hope they fire me. <laughs> so he, he uh, literally sleeps on the job. <laughs> here's how. Here's how this guy left work, quit. So wasn't particularly happy. He had to come in. Was very upset that the boss called him in to work. Uh, he stayed about maybe ten minutes. Clocked in said, I got to use the bathroom. Next thing you know, you know, an hour goes by. The <laughs> the rush comes in. Where's da-da-da? 
But I think he went to the bathroom. He's been in there. Go check on him. Like blah blah blah. So I'm like, all right, go check on whatever. Go check. Go get him off the toilet. (laughs) So I, uh, we, you know, we have the keys and and things like that. So I I go in. He's gone, but he left. The most massive. No way. No way. Massive. No way. Ever seen. And then left and never came back. And that was how he quit White Castle. I think that is how you quit White Castle. I think that's in the employee handbook. Here's how to quit. It's usually how I finish White Castle. That's Herb, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? I would love to hear the news we didn't get to today. There's actually a lot of news we didn't get to. We didn't get to John Morant. There's some follow-ups on that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers continuing to force his way out of Green Bay. I can't. I honestly go back and forth on whether that's a good thing for the Bears or not because maybe he's just 39 and declining. You think it's possible that they could do it again? Do you think it's possible that Jordan Love is a Hall of Famer? I think I mean, it's bi- possible. I think if you're a Bears fan and grew up here, you probably live in fear of that. But I want to start our news rundown with Deion Sanders, or Coach Prime, as he would prefer that you call him, please. Uh, there is a viral video of Deion Sanders walking through the weight room at Colorado and immediately kicking out a player for wearing the wrong color socks. He walks in, sees a guy lifting, says, get out of here, white socks. And you do look in the video and see everyone else is wearing black socks. Now, I know, like, the meathead football people will just love this. They'll love that. Kicks mm-hmm. the guy out for the wrong shoelaces or the wrong wristband or the wrong color socks or whatever. Seems a little over the top to me. I, seems... I don't know that that establishes culture. <laughs> seems on brand for Prime to me. Right? It really does. Prime is all, you know, you got the whole thing with the look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, get paid good, all that right. prime stuff. Yeah. He believes in it. And it's, you know, you can only, he's got the signs up to say, you know, you can only wear, you know, team issued workout equipment into the weight room. You got to have black. And, and I can, it's just prime. It's on brand for who he is. Um, I'm surprised that the kid thought he could do it. And I'm even more surprised that none of the other kids were like, hey, don't do that. Um, yeah, it's on. It's on brand, and 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 I am so anti White Sox. So, and I don't mean the baseball team. Like I, I don't like White Sox. Like I don't even. I don't own any White Sox. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look. I think it is on brand for Deion Sanders, the coach. I don't think it would. I don't know that Deion Sanders, the player, would enjoy playing for Coach Prime. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I want to say no because he he always marched to the beat of his own drum. He did his own thing, but I think all the things that he puts in place is the things that are the things that he likes to do. So like you got to look a certain way and all these things. You got to check yourself. I mean, he would lay out his uniform on the floor in front of his locker before every game just to make sure everything down to the wristbands and everything was just perfect. And so I I, I kind of want to I kind of want to roll with you and say yeah because he wasn't so regimented and you know, down to the spec like that, as like when he got to the 49ers and Reg and Jerry Rice was kind of like that way. And he was like, yeah, Jerry Rice, calm down. Like, we're going to beat the Chargers by 50 at the Super Bowl. Relax. Like, it, I don't know. He might, he might not, but at the same time, it's his own kind of stuff. I think it's 
it's I think Dion is about Dion and about what Dion wants 100 percent of the time. So I think Jason has a point yeah. that nobody can have a bigger personality than me, mm. no matter what space I'm in. So if there's a player um, and again, they will also have to be as good as Dion. <laughs> you know, to, to get away with it. Um, so if if a player is trying to uh, separate themselves or, you know, it it just comes along with, look, you want to be here with him? Hey, he's the he's everything. He's the son. He, he's everything there. So you're just going to have to acquiesce, but you're probably going to have to suffer the consequences. So I'll be very interested to see if he can handle a personality on par like with his. his. Yeah. Um, from a very talented player. I will be yeah. very interested to see how he handles that. Let's stay with football news, and I want to reassure our audience uh, and the country at large that uh, we have our greatest minds working on the future of drying off after the shower. Uh, we, we start with a completely unprompted tweet from known anti-towel activist Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens. And now, Tony Gill reads. Jason Leisure. How you feeling, my guy? I'm good, Tone. Man, that's that's wonderful. That's just you're shining. You're shining like the light. Her power. Hey, How you doing, thank sir? You. Thank you. If I was doing any better, I'd sell myself. Tone, how are you? Oh, all right. Well, Tone Tone had to use the bathroom. It's Tony Gill with glasses. Actually, Sorry. I know we get mixed up sometimes. We we can't. I know you know. You're more handsome than Tone look is. Alike. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. I, I'll be trying to tell them. I'll be trying to tell them. I'll be like, check check my DMs. They lighten up. You know, Tony Gill with glasses. At Tony Gill with glasses. All right, Marlon. The real Twitter Humphreys. All right, no, Marlon Humphrey. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> if, if you could just, like, during the reading segment, focus a little more on the reading and a little less on the whole, Jason, I'm not the real Tony Gill. Jason, Jason, I'm the man, all right? It's Tony with glasses reads. Okay. It's my job. <laughs> tell, right. us what, tell us what uh, Martin Humphreys said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to shower. And then have a full body blower drive me off. (laughs) Boom. No towel. How how has someone not created this yet? So he wants like at the end of the car wash when it's just fans. It's no toweling, just fans blowing all of the water off of you. (sighs) It seems like Uh, we can arrange that for you. Full body blower? just love saying that don't you i can tell the real tony gills back <laughs> he, he goes on to claim though that uh no one likes towels which i i disagree um and so does dan orlovsky the espn analyst because he gets involved in this conversation and replies it reveals interestingly uh he uses a towel probably about 30 times before it goes in the hamper that's too much. Yeah, it does. That sounds high. It sounds high. That's that's oh, not man. it, man. That's not it. That's worse than that's worse than my comedian guy, Tom Segura, not using one at all. Like it's just it's whatever. I'm I'm can't understand this. 
I like a big fluffy towel, and I'm I would probably get a fresh towel every single time, except that I do the laundry in our house, and there's five people living in my house, and it's just a lot of laundry. So I maybe use a towel like two or three times before it goes in the hamper. The big towel or big towel? No, big towel, like big shower towel. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm like, man. I'm guessing Dan Orlovsky's argument is like you're clean, so you're only just wiping clean water off of you, but I I don't think I can go along with that. But then it sits in the atmosphere damp. Yeah, it's like, like, no, no, Dan Orlovsky, no. I think think two, three times, if you want to get to four, I'm cool with that, you know what I mean? Like, but... 30 times with your then how like how long do you keep a washcloth in the shower like I'm, i don't think he uses a washcloth or i don't think so either i, I, I don't would, think he i don't think he washes his legs or his feet he, he's lets the water drip yeah down and assumes <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to have a conversation we're gonna have to have probably a conversation. right about the washcloth we're gonna have to have a conversation how do you get I'm not with it. the cheats Seriously, <laughs> like seriously, like every time I hear these people have these conversations about not using rags and like, like, or, or just like not. We got people like pro. You only need to shower like once a week, and I don't need to. Like, wait, oh, what are you talking about, about? What are you? Who was it that was like, we don't, we don't, we don't bathe our kids? Like some like famous dude, like last year was it like Ashton Kutcher Ashton or something Kutcher. like that. Yeah, like yeah, we don't, we don't bathe. Like, hey, hey, hey. Stop it, okay? Stop it. Stop it right now. Get Have it together. Kids take home baths. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Watch your baby. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know what's never made sense to me at all is taking a bath. I, I don't get that. What? I don't understand how you I'm not a big bath person. I don't. A, it's not something I and want to I do. Bath, I, pre- a- I strongly prefer the shower to begin with, but also, yeah. how do you come out of a bath clean? You're well, sitting in everything that you've washed off yourself. How are you coming out of that clean? Like the thing I need to do after I take a bath is take is a shower. Take, is take a shower. I agree with you, and I've done that before. Yes, because I felt like I needed to soak. Like sometimes you just want to hey, soak. You gotta soak. But after I soak, I, I need to I need to rinse everything I just soaked in off of me. Like this doesn't this doesn't work. Like it's not just the bath. I can't or eat. Like I have to take a shower before the bath or after. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big bath person either. Um, definitely pro shower. But to answer to to respond to to, to um, Mark Hummingbird, um, I <laughs> also I am very much pro air drying. Like I I like air drying. Like I do use the towel, but if I just just come out and just open the door, like turn on a fan, which is, I think he doesn't understand that he could just turn on a fan. Like, I don't know this full body blower as cool as it sounds. I don't know that he needs that. Like a fan would do it for you. I just turn on my fan (laughs) and it'll do it for you. (laughs) You just air dry. Air drying is air drying is pretty good. It's pretty, it it, it feels pretty good. That is awful. I hate air drying. I would never air dry. It closes up the pores and your skin's all dry. You got to moisturize while your pores are open and hot and get that lather it up with your vitamins oh, and essential oh. oils see otherwise you, like you let that the water person. you let the water dry up and shrink your face like nah moisturize <laughs> don't air dry nah you <laughs> look like that dry off and moisturize before, you look like that kind of person so. you know you know <laughs> you know how you coming come it, on man. I, it, it looks great it looks good on you you know what i do i moisturize whatever people can see 
right? What I'm about to put on dictates how much moisturization is about to take place, right? If I'm putting on pants, we'll go ankles, hands, right? Long sleeves, wow. hands. If I got short sleeves, we'll go to the elbow. If I got on shorts, we'll go to the knee. I don't think my thighs have ever seen lotion. Like, who lotions their thighs? You should be lotioning your thighs, Tom. It's a long, yeah, man, look, it's a man, long, I'm try, long I'm trying to look for Herb Howard's legs. Look, this, I'm playing the long game. I'm trying to. I'm thinking when I'm 60, you know, I'm looking like I'm 40 because all all my life I did was just moisturize and give my skin the 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 moisture that it needs to to take me to 80, 90. And people are like, man, he's a good looking 90. I'm trying to keep up with my wife. My wife is fine. I gotta keep up with my wife. I can't be looking like I robbed the cradle out here. Me getting old and decrepit. My wife is out here, you know, shining, being the star that she is. I'm trying to keep up. Yes, I moisturize everything. Nah, man. No, no. I'm not not getting the shower, standing there, butt naked, just moisturizing. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, my, sometimes my partner will moisturize me, and that's that's top tier. That's great, but me, nah, nah, nah. Whatever you can see is what caught lotion today. That's I it. Do like, I do like the the point of fact that Tony raised that the full body blower exists. It, you just buy a, a, a oscillating fan at Home Depot for twenty five dollars. You got it. You're good. <laughs> do you guys like Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, Among yeah. the late night hosts, Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's the best out of all the late night hosts. I think you're right, actually. I like Colbert. Conan O'Brien was my favorite, but he's not on late night anymore. Now, I've always been Colbert I've always funny. been a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. He's always been funny. Um, he might be next on Will Smith's slap list. Uh-oh. If we're still working through that. Uh, he hosted the Oscars this week, and really, he, he made a meal out of the Chris Rock, Will Smith slap from last year he did great i I don't just in case you didn't hear everything he said here's here are a few uh he he's talking to the crowd and saying we want you to feel safe uh most importantly we want me to feel safe (laughs) i like it he he says also if anyone commits an act of violence at any point during the show you will be awarded best actor and allowed to give a 19 minute speech That's, that's, a, that's a shout out to Oscars too. Oh yeah, <laughs> two for one. <laughs> uh, he said, "If any, if anything violent or unpredictable happens during the show, please uh, just do exactly what you did last year. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even give the assailant a hug." <laughs> he uh, Jimmy Kimmel warned against quote getting mad about a joke and getting jiggy with it. Ooh. Ooh. My my favorite though, my favorite was he he's bringing out the people to present best documentary, and he says, "Hopefully this goes off without a hitch, or at least without uh. hitch, or at least without hitch himself." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Jimmy Kimmel. And finally, Herb and Tony, have you guys seen commercials for this movie? I think they started showing them around the Super Bowl. Cocaine Bear. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the movie? I have no. Not yet. Okay. Well, you don't need to to follow this story, but they found a cocaine cat in Cincinnati in real life. So a man was pulled over on a traffic stop uh, with his African serval in the car. And if you don't know what an African serval is, it, it looks like a leopard or a jaguar. Mm. And, but it's like 40 pounds. It's not as big as he's, but mm-hmm. it kind of has that look to it. 
this thing escaped from the car during the traffic stop up into the trees. These are illegal to own in most states. And I checked, even in Florida, this is illegal. But it is, you are. Even in Florida. It's illegal in Ohio, too. I think Texas was one of the states you could have one of these legally. I don't think anybody should, from a a standpoint of just being sensible, whether it's legal or not. Uh, But anyway, this escapes out of the car during a traffic stop, which is incredible right there. Um, Animal care specialists end up capturing this cat, this serval. And taking it to a medical team for examination, it broke its leg. It broke one of its legs during the uh, removal yeah. from the trees, and uh, they tested it for narcotics. And this cat tested positive for cocaine. I wonder, who thought that? Like, let's, this cat might be on something. Like, let's just let's just see. Let's just do some blood work. And see. Funny you asked. Because here's why the Cincinnati Zoo uh, and this, this, or I think it's called Care Cincinnati, whatever this medical, uh, this veterinary organization is, here's why they test animals like this for narcotics, exotic animals. Because they recovered a, uh, I think it's called, it's pronounced capuchin monkey. Okay. Um, I believe it was last year, the year before, that tested positive for meth. Oh, my God. And... They established this new policy of anytime we get one of these exotic animals, just kind of, I guess, playing the stereotypes. Anytime we get one of these exotic animals, we're testing it for narcotics. Listen, I think it makes sense. If, if you are different enough to want to own one of these extremely exotic animals, right, like a you might be different enough to, like, smoke up with it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, nah, nah, nah. These are the servals have become I read in the AP story about this. I, I of course, read like five different articles about this. This was fascinating to me Um, in the AP story. It made reference to the fact that these cats are becoming more popular because they're in TikTok videos. So people are getting these cats one way or another and then using them in TikTok videos. So anyway, that's that's the news. You're all caught up. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. Uh, go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Get this offer with promo code Adjacent1000. Your first bet gets paid back up to $1,000 if you don't win. If you win, then you win. So good for you. If you don't win, they will give you a thousand, up to 1000 whatever amount you bet, in free betting credits. You can bet on the NCAA tournament, the NBA, and NHL playoffs, futures, Various other things. Use promo code adjacent one thousand. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get twenty three percent off everything. That's a really good deal. The mattress, sheets, duvet, uh, the flannel boys as Tone calls them. It's a hybrid of eucalyptus and cotton. Uh very soft. I, I'm my favorite is the original sheet set, hundred percent eucalyptus. But I got to tell you, the flannels are pretty soft and comfortable, too. Uh, 23% off everything is a really, really good deal on, like, the best betting you're ever going to get. So go to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA, uh, use promo code SPORTS, and get 23% off. Tone, do you have one of your endorsements since uh, you are presented by Sheets and Giggles? Yeah. Uh, when we're talking about fitted sheets, and look, I'm a, everybody should be a fan of fitted sheets. If you're not a, if you're not, if you're sleeping on a naked bed, N E K K I D, like, come on now. 
Like, Nobody does go. that. There's we, no way anyone does that. Hey, I wouldn't put it past people. I would not put it past people. Stop sleeping on naked bed, all right? The same way that sheets and giggles cup cup your cheeks when you're on them, they cup your bed. They cup the whole bed. The hand that motion sheet. that you do when you say that doesn't look like you're cupping cheeks. It does look like cupping. I cannot. <laughs> but I cannot. Yo, Justin, I want to ask you this early when you were talking about um, sheets and giggles. You are a a top sheet tucker, like like at the hotel. I I need it to be anchored somehow. I don't okay. need it to be like at the hotel where like you can't even move. Yeah, you like because yeah, you're you're like, a, in there, like. you're like a mummy. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't want the top sheet. I don't want there to be a point where it's like my feet are no longer under the top sheet because it's not tucked in at the bottom of the bed. The really? Bed. Yeah. Really? See, that's like my that's like my middle of the night like cooling agent. I just mm. stick my feet out from the bottom and then I like instantly get a little cooler and I'm good. I I don't like I don't I don't like feeling that kind of constrained though. So like I don't like to tuck it on the side. I don't like to tuck it at the bottom. I will kick and kick and kick and kick and kick until that thing breaks free because I just I don't know. I don't like it. I've listened to you say like yeah, I do not like I don't like the top sheet tucked. I'm not for it. But I do I, love I how sheets and giggles bottom sheet gives you everything you need to cover the complete tuckage. It rarely comes loose. Like it's good. There you go. And the top sheet cups you as Tony both said and cups and cups. gestured <laughs> yes uh that's herb howard thank you for joining us thanks for filling in for russ excellent always a pleasure excellent thanks for having guest me. co-host as usual and uh thank you to tony gill for producing we are looking forward to having uh everybody back next week evan russ back and uh we will see you then thanks for listening to sports adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. <laughs>